0: Okay, and we're live.
1: All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back or welcome the first time if this is your first episode. This is episode two of Recommendies, a podcast about media and about entertainment. My name is Adam Peters, and I'm joined today by one of my older brothers, because there are two, Matthew Peters. Hello. (laughs) Matt, first of all, thank you for coming on the show. Uh Uh-huh. And- Something that the viewers will also notice, or the listeners, I should say, this episode sounds like a hundred times better than the first episode, and that's all thanks to you. (laughs) (laughs) We're uh, using your microphones. We have your big sort of in your control center. So Uh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So if you're unfamiliar with recommendees, there's one thing I do want to bring up, first of all, that I noticed no I definitely didn't just notice this this was intentional the entire time recommendies has one M the word recommend has two M's this was a design choice this was purely for aesthetic purposes uh, Quentin Tarantino did it with Inglorious Bastards Roderick Heffley did it with Loaded Diaper gotcha. <laughs> it just it looks cooler and it was definitely not me forgetting how to spell the word recommend. So I just want to get that out of the way.
0: It makes it more, like, visually consistent with the logo, too. Yeah, because no, if you the, don't do it, it's, it's no, hard to center it and make it look
1: at. I know, the double M. It's a wide letter, M. Is. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, there's three contact points with the with the kerning spacing it i makes- <laughs> <laughs> can only imagine if i use the serif font oh, I mean, oh gosh what are we doing <laughs> anyways this podcast is all about media and entertainment and i'll recommend some of my favorite movies books tv shows music and in this episode's case video games these aren't necessarily the greatest things out there but they're mostly my favorites although if you will notice i did talk about calvin and Hobbes in episode one by the way, listen to episode one. And Calvin and Hobbes is revered as one of the best newspaper comics of all time. It is the best. Yeah, it's okay. I think so. Too. <laughs> it's very, very, very good. I really recommend checking it out. And if you want reasons to check it out, listen to episode listen one. Listen to episode one. If you really want to. Thank you. <laughs> so the show is broken up into three segments. First one is visiting the wiki. where we will visit the wiki and just learn a little more background about the thing we're talking about, learn about the creators who made the thing and just kind of get some more context as to what we're actually talking about. Next, we're going to look at the critical and the audience reception of that thing. Just see how it was received, what people thought of it when it came out. Has it gained popularity in recent years? Was it a total flop? Just all things like that is what we're going to talk about. And then in the third and final section, Uh, Matt and I are gonna give our own thoughts on this thing because it's something we're both a really big fan of So without further ado, let's get into today's topic Firewatch so firewatch is a video game. It came out I think in 2015 for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox one and PC I'm assuming It's an adventure game set in 1989. The player takes control of Henry, who's a fire lookout assigned to his own tower in the Shoshone National Forest in Wyoming. Henry sort of discovers mysterious events that are happening and have happened in the national park, and he communicates with his supervisor, Delilah, via walkie-talkie. Something that's kind of cool about this game is that there are different dialogue options that sort of affect the tone of your relationship with Delilah. So this is obviously the first video game episode. I think that's a big thing. And while video games are incredibly popular, part of me thinks the reach is more niche than TV shows and movies. So I will say if you're not a big gamer and you're sort of reluctant to listen to this episode, I would say just you know check it out, give it a try. I think this game in particular is really, really cool and might be a good way to get someone into gaming because video games can be great ways to tell stories. Mm-hmm. yeah and I think we will talk about that a little bit
0: later more in depth um, yeah in, instead of the big you know AAA A COD 2K whatever the heck yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of a lot of facets to
1: it yeah definitely and nothing I I grind 2K so much hundreds of hours
0: <laughs> literally I, I think it's our most played game on the PS it
1: definitely probably. yeah so, it has yeah. been in the past for sure I'm on a big Madden kick right now mm-hmm. as well so nothing against those games but there's so many games out there. There's just, yeah, there's a lot to choose from. So Mm -hmm. without further ado, let's visit the wiki. (laughs) All right, we are visiting the wiki as always. All of the information you're about to hear comes from the Wikipedia page of Firewatch. Uh, I like to do this because I'm a little bit lazy, but I also really, really enjoy going on Wikipedia. I think there's a lot of fun things to be found there. So, some initial information about Firewatch. I said 2015. It was released in 2016. By... It's right there at the bottom of the page. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> I should have just scrolled down a little bit. Anyways, it was released by the studio Campo Santo, which, as of right now, this is their only released video game.
0: Yeah, and as of right now, they unfortunately, I don't, I don't know if the company still exists or not, or if they've just been absorbed by Valve. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, um, there's this big video game online marketplace called Steam, and it's owned by a company called Valve. And they've made like um, Team Fortress Two, they made the Half Life games, uh, Left for Dead, these cool zombie games, um, and they've been like really influential in um, both the business side and the regular like doing video games side of of the video game industry um in Campo Santo uh pretty soon after I want to say like 2018 or something um were absorbed by Valve and to work on this new VR game um mm-hmm. and they had like a couple trailers for um their next planned game called In the Valley of the Gods I think is what it was called and it looked really cool yeah. um, but unfortunately I think that game is scrapped. Um, yeah, so this might be the one and only game released by Campo Santo, which is kind of <laughs> cool, but kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, because it is a really, it's cool really game. It's really good, yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, I would kind of imagine a story like this has happened to a lot of sort of smaller game development teams. Or oh, yeah. Very EA
0: is notorious for closing series. Well, not, for not this like nicely but just kind of violently closing studios and you know firing
1: tons of people and stuff yeah. this,
0: this seems more benevolent
1: it's yeah, yeah i think it's fair to say ea is not very beloved amongst gamers literally voted the like <laughs> the worst most, the worst stage, company yeah. like years in a row yeah it was incredible it's pretty um, cool. yeah so anyways back to firewatch it was directed by Ali moss and sean vanneman it was written by both moss and vanneman Uh, And also by two guys named Chris Remo and Jake Rodkin. Uh, And two of the producers were Gabe McGill and Jane Ng. So something interesting to note about Sean Vanneman and Jake Rodkin is that they were both writers and creative leads on The Walking Dead, the TV series. So it's cool that they've been around sort of a really big title they've had experience with something that's incredibly popular, and now they're focusing on maybe something that's on more of a smaller scale and might have just you know a smaller audience, I think. It's cool to bring that experience to something like this.
0: Yeah, I think another cool thing about these small teams, because this is like a 15-person
1: f- dev team, I think so.
0: um, is that a lot of people play multiple roles. Um, uh, like Ali Moss is the, dire- the director, but as we'll get into a second, he also did the art design. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Remo, who wrote the game, also did, I don't know if he did the sound design, but he definitely did the soundtrack, which is really, right. really good. Yeah, um, it's
1: very sort of this ambient, I don't know, almost like wanderlusty. That's not the right word. Yeah,
0: it's like <laughs> almost, almost Western. Almost, yeah, but yes. A lot of like guitar and like kind of calm droning synths, which I don't know if those words fit together, mm-hmm. but.
1: This is very, it's very lazy to call it, like, it's very vibey, but it is for, It's a vibe. It, no, it's, it really, it, the yeah. whole game is, yeah. and uh, the music definitely helps with that. And another thing that helps with that is the environment of the game. I think we can both agree, and I think anyone who's played the game can agree, that this game is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just such a cool art style, sort of this low-poly, faded, there's very warm colors, there's a lot of oranges, a lot of you know reds in the sky but then there's also these beautiful purples and then very green areas and it just looks really really cool it doesn't look photorealistic which is a good thing so the game doesn't look super realistic when you think of games with good graphics a lot of times you say how real does this look it's like oh you can see the pores on their face and the individual hairs and that's all you know very cool and very impressive but I think what this game does is it has its own art style and it utilizes that in a really, really cool way. It shows the Shoshone National Forest in a really beautiful way, which is a real place in Wyoming mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I think this kind of goes
0: towards—I uh, don't know about a debate in the in, in, amongst gamers, um, <laughs> um, gamer nation, yeah—about <laughs> um, um, like. Like graphical fidelity and art style, and 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 how a strong art, art style will always win over, over. I don't know. Like like you said, more pores or seeing mm-hmm. the people sweat or whatever, or you uh, know, yeah. the peach fuzz on their face and stuff like that.
1: It's a meme that for each new 2K trailer, they just add more sweat. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it look cooler, I guess. But yeah, I agree. I think there's a number of games that have this um and use it well i think the number one thing that i think of is is a return to the obradin return of the return Obra of Dinn. the obradin yeah really oh really so really, really cool art it's, style
0: oh, it's uh it looks like it's like ascii um like one tone ascii mm-hmm. some some it's it's Fantastic!
1: Plus, it's a game, yeah. and it looks really cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've yet to play the game, but just looking at, I've seen you play it, and it looks just awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as we talked about earlier, the initial design uh, was based on a painting which was done by Ollie Moss, and what he did in that painting was he aimed to capture some of the National Park Service posters from the New Deal era both in terms of their color palette and in terms of the sort of iconography they have. So like the font that they use, the different symbols they have. Uh, After this, Jane Ng, who was one of the producers, was tasked with translating the painting into sort of the three-dimensional environment that you exist in. I think something kind of interesting is that Ng hand-modeled the 23 different types of trees that appear in the game's world, I guess when she went into it, I think she was using one of the unreal engines, but she just didn't like the way trees looked. So she just hand modeled all of them herself, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. And you know, maybe that goes back to this being a sort of smaller role. She has more control and is yeah. just like, all right, I want this to look like this. So I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. I think that was, that's a really cool touch.
0: Um, and I think one more thing real quick to add about how strong the art style is. Um, So for a Ford truck, Promo ad for like the fall of um. It's called Frida the twenty for the twenty sixteen Ford Focus. Uh, they stole art. They stole Firewatch art from from Ali Moss. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. If if um, if you guys just want to look up like like uh, what did I what did I put in Google like Firewatch art Ford, ad mm-hmm. or something like that, it is it's plagiarized it's not even one yeah Yeah. it's really it's really not it's pretty um, bad yeah so i mean there you go i i don't know if there's a lawsuit or whatever if they said a lot of i'm not sure but um yeah it's just it's the, the game looks great the art looks great and um uh yeah,
1: it just looks great. <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. The, <laughs> I what else to the, say. The big boys at Ford were like, hey, let's uh, <laughs> let's get a piece of this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So the game obviously looks really cool, but kind of what's on the screen, or what rather what is not on the screen, is also very cool as well. So the game is an open world setting, meaning you can kind of go wherever you want. There is sort of like set pathways that the game kind of recommends you take, but you definitely don't have to take them. You can more or less go where you want. Something interesting about Firewatch is there is no mini map or there's no HUD, which stands for heads up display. So a lot of open world games like your Grand Theft Autos or your Just Causes or your, you know, whatevers, they have this sort of little map in one of the corners of the screen that will show you where you are in the world. They'll have streets or different buildings or just different things on the map just to kind of give you a better idea of where you are. So Firewatch doesn't have that. Uh, There's also something, a HUD, which like in Call of Duty, your HUD will show like how much ammo you have in your gun. It'll just kind of give you more information about the character and the world. So Firewatch doesn't really have that either. How you do navigate around the world is you have a physical map and a physical compass in the game that you actually have to like pull out of your character's pocket mm-hmm. and see okay this is where I am it does show you where you are on the map which yeah. is kind of nice but you can say like okay I'm here I have to go you know northeast for you know this amount of time and then turn at this creek and then look for this tree and then go you know it's just it's really cool and it's kind of more it's it's a little it's a little more analog yes um, that's the which word. is a is a
0: really cool thing to see mm-hmm. in Games and especially now with them being so popular and you know trying to uh, appeal to the masses. I don't mm-hmm. know. if That sounds so stupid. <laughs> um, get get more get more sort of mainstream. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff. I mean, like look at a freaking screenshot of Fortnite. It looks insane. Yeah. There's um, just so much. So going many things on. to look at. Yeah. And um, this, it's actually, it's it's not a new thing. Um, the the first one of the first games that actually um, that did this pretty well and and got a lot of attention for doing it well was Dead Space, which is a horror Mm -hmm. like a survival horror uh, sci-fi game where your health isn't like a health bar or whatever or like, you know, you don't have like a like a HP level um, where your character has this little like um, meter on the back of his spacesuit and that goes down as you take damage oh, um, and that's uh, so cool.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and know, like yeah, that's so cool
0: yeah and it, that's like with everything in the in the game um, like the ammo counter is this little holographic pop-up thing from the actual gun mm. so you can see it and your character like can see it and like the shot menus are also these holographic things mm. um, uh, yeah and having those like died those well, first of all, those diegetic elements in yeah. the HUD and also, I, I guess, having enough confidence in the in the players to intuit certain things yeah. to not have to include um, a bunch of stuff. is. Um, it's always nice to see that in games.
1: Yes, definitely. I think it's also uh, worth noting that the map in Firewatch is not really that big. Um, I mean, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of different places you can go, but it's not like you know a hundred miles across or just like it's it's not an enormous uh area so the more you play the game and you the more you travel to different places you become a lot more familiar i think there is like a little bit of a learning curve to using the map and the compass Mm -hmm. but it is pretty cool and and once you get it down it's really not too bad it's i think yeah it's just one of the many little sort of choices that the dev team made that makes the game really cool i think
0: yeah it's 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 just a
1: little bit like actual orienteering, sort of. Sort of, yeah. yeah. We, we're we both uh, Eagle Scouts as well. So we've done our fair share of camping and uh-huh. orienting. Not a lot of orienteering, to be fair. No, we did one camp out I a year. I think there's a merit badge or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I think that it, was like, it was like the first camp out Yeah, year, yep. yeah that's actually fair. I, I think, think I've used the compass. I can count on one hand the number of times, but yeah, that's still fun. Yeah. So before we get into our next topic, I just want to say, drink of the episode. I'm gonna make that a thing. Oh. I just have water in my Costco reusable water bottle. Matt, what are you slurping? I'm drinking down? a
0: Polar 100% natural seltzer, calorie flip. Fl-
1: <laughs> it's black cherry seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad. Yeah, they're, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. All right. So we have talked about
0: how the game is that just going to like be a random segment just anywhere you feel like it yeah okay
1: (laughs) i don't really know where (laughs) to throw it in (laughs) no that's fine yeah it's only episode two sure try try stuff out use that as an excuse yeah all right so we've talked about how the game looks and it looks amazing i really can't stress this enough the game is just like stunning yeah uh but let's talk a little bit about what you hear in your ears i think a big part of that is the cast of the game So there's really only two main voices that you hear. You hear Henry, who is who you play as, and then you hear Delilah, who's your supervisor, who you talk to on a walkie-talkie. So Henry is voiced by Rich Sommer, who has done a lot of acting and pretty big things. He played Harry Crane in Mad Men. He was in a few episodes of The Office. If you've seen The Office, there's that storyline where Pam goes to art school in New York City. Uh, he's the guy who tries to get her to stay in New York and is like, well, if you're really serious about this, stay in New York. Uh, so I think he's really cool in that. Is he Nick, the IT guy? I think so. You... What? Is he? I... They're very similar. They're both like, hold on, hold big on. white guys. Yeah. I was just, I really like Rich Summer's voice. I don't know. There's something about it that's just like, it's just, he just has a nice voice and he, he, Acts uh, very well. He was also played Doug in The Devil Wears Prada, which is something that I haven't seen. I put in my notes, I said he is more of a physical actor than a voice actor because I wasn't sure what the term was. He's been on camera a lot, I think.
0: Uh, Quick update, he was not Nick the IT guy. That is my mistake. I put that in the notes.
1: The guy who did play Nick the IT guy was in... The, uh, like the job fair episode of The Office That's as somebody else. That's... The, okay, yeah. That's but he the looked, his the name, name is uh Nelson Frank, is that, the actor. Yep. yep. Okay, that was just a tangent. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, so Rich Summer, he's more more on camera than I, I would say than off camera. Something I don't like is uh when people would say, oh, this person, they're more of like a real actor than a voice actor, because that would imply that voice actors are not real actors, which is absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. I think voice actors don't get enough credit and... Uh, you know I think this game and multitude of a multitude of video games just really show how talented voice actors can be,
0: yeah, and I think it stands out even more when uh okay, this might date the episode but when when in the recent in the sort of recent Mario Brothers movie trailer, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a bunch of big name actors like chris pratt they have anya taylor joy they have jack black they have um uh keegan michael keegan michael key charlie day Day. um yeah yeah. and it's a very different skill set and that is uh i mean the movie has yet to come out as time of recording right um but in my opinion chris pratt
1: doesn't sound very good no he. and it's weird because i think jack black does sound
0: yeah i mean he's, he has done he's he's in uh brutal Legends. oh yes he <laughs> the, has been in a video the game, weird dude.
1: like pikmin like game yeah that um uh, and also jack black is uh he's been around the block in terms of what he's also poe of course in the oh, kung yeah, fu panda yeah. series yeah so it
0: i think it's just gonna sh- it's like there there are a lot of different facets to acting and mm-hmm. and voice acting is a, is a whole nother beast
1: yeah absolutely i it, it's almost a little frustrating when you see just big name actors cast in voice acting roles and it's kind of just because it's a big name yeah not because they can you know do the character yeah justice um but anyways for firewatch rich summer has been nominated or won a number of awards he was nominated for best performance at the 2016 game awards and he won best performance in a drama lead At the 2017 national academy of video game trade reviewers which is a long title that does not have an acronym i suppose Uh, so the other character in the game delilah she's voiced by sissy jones who is more of an accomplished voice actor she has roles in the game the walking dead uh, life is strange grand theft auto 5 and call of the sea for firewatch she was nominated for best performance at the 2016 game awards and she won the award for performing at the 2017 british academy games awards i wonder if they call them games instead of like a video like how they call math maths. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just noticed it was that cool. I remember typing and I was like oh that's interesting huh. hey. so uh, yeah I think it's actually both actors have been praised for sort of making the characters feel real rather than just people doing a voice that they feel like their own people their own person which is mm-hmm. as we kind of talked about it's a little easier said than done in voice acting i mean matt would you agree that just the performances are are very good
0: yeah yeah um and i don't know how much we'll get into this um like good writing and a good performance separately can only take you so far Mm -hmm. um and and these performances are are really stellar um and and it only helps that the writing is is just as good
1: yes absolutely and i think Rich Summer and Sissy uh, Jones have, have really good chemistry as well, you can yeah. just kind of tell they bounce off each other really well, you can see the relationship between the two characters grow in a pretty realistic way, mm-hmm. I think, um, and yeah, just the performances are, are really, really, really good, they stand out a lot as well. Yeah. What's in this cave down here? NFS tells people not to go too far in there, it's pretty dangerous. You're in it, aren't you? It doesn't seem that dangerous. Whoa, whoa! Ah, no! Henry! Seriously, it's completely fine in here. (sighs) Damn it.
0: That storm knocked out the phone line I used to talk to the service, which means we're
1: cut off. I'll see what I can do. You think you'll take to it? Being out here? The isolation gets to people. I don't talk to the other lookouts as much as I talk to you. Not in the same way. What makes me so special? Two young women have been reported missing. You're probably the last person to have seen them. Hey, you kids! Uh, Somebody cut the comms. What? I'm out here and the wire is cut clean through.
0: Wait, you're already there? You're not in your tower?
1: No, I'm not.
0: Then who is?
1: So it is a video game, of course. Game is in the title. We're going to talk a little bit about the gameplay. So Firewatch falls sort of under the category of walking sim. Uh, I, I always thought this sounded a little, like, mean. It's definitely not mean. just like, oh, he's just a walking sim. <laughs> but not maybe not meat it sounds like it it can be discrediting of some games so some other games that would sort of fall under this category are what remains of edith finch the stanley parable gone home everybody's gone to the rapture and journey now a lot of these games aren't super famous these obviously aren't like call of duty or Fortnite or whatever they are well known but um mm-hmm. most of them are, are very well received and they're praised you know critically I think a lot of them sort of rely on atmosphere and story elements you know there's usually not like a ton of action or these like insane boss fights you have to do mm-hmm. um you know it's not to say that the gameplay is bad or lacking but it's kind of to me more about what you see in here rather than what you're doing on the controller this is obviously different from every game a lot of games a lot of these games I think are sort of like mystery puzzle games which is pretty cool
0: yeah and and even sometimes um i guess more specifically with uh the stanley parable and a little bit of uh edith finch um is like how you interact with games um and the stanley parable especially about video game tropes mm-hmm. and like they they just released a like deluxe edition and they yeah. they you know knock on on like sequels and like remakes and mm-hmm. remasters, this big like remaster craze or whatever that's happening. Um, yeah, so I, I think there's a, a lot more in those in these types of games, these Walking Sim, quote Walking Sim mm-hmm. um, games about the the nature of of us interacting with the with the things, with the products um, that is hard to do in in like mainstream games. Um and and I I think Walking Sim was initially sort of coined as a pejorative mm-hmm. um around 2010 or 2012, okay. I wanna say. Yeah. Um with this one game called Dear Esther, which is you it's a pretty flowery written Game. It's by the same studio that did everybody's gone to the rapture. I think they're called Mm -hmm. the Chinese Room. Um um, where you walk around and then dialogue happen or not dialogue, a monologue happens at you Mm. at various points. Um and that was kind of when this genre, I guess, was sort of coming into its infancy. Mm -hmm. Um and and since then we've gotten a lot more interesting things.
1: Yeah, absolutely so something that is cool i think about walking sims is they can be a really good way to get people who don't play video games into video games just because there's not like a ton of stuff happening at once you don't have to have these insanely quick reflexes i think one time mom saw us when megan brought like her switch over we were playing mario kart Uh and then she was like this makes my head hurt just watching (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so mom if you're listening uh You know, maybe you could give Firewatch a try. Yeah,
0: or Journey. I think Journey is probably more simple just because there's there's a lot less happening. Yeah, I don't know. I think the toughest thing for people who don't play video games to get used to is the uh, separate camera and movement controls. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. Yeah. So even, a, don't know, a game like Inside or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: It's not Mom's cup of tea, but... (laughs) like how oh, now this is, we're just trying to recommend mom video <laughs> games now. i honestly like i've
0: been thinking about like because okay, i don't know i don't know because there's like this one vr game their vr headset doesn't work anymore and like doing that bomb one. one oh you, like, keep talking yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's a really great yeah, game. yeah. That it's like fun. a party game kind of that yeah still fun.
1: yeah um, um anyway <laughs> but yeah firewatch is, is a really cool game uh, and yeah, just these types of games, I think, can can help people maybe dip their toes in the video game waters if they aren't in already. So as with most entertainment products, video games are also rated uh, by the ESRB, which probably stands for something. Um, and Firewatch falls under the rating of M, which is 17 and up. The scale that video games are rated on, it goes E, E10, I think. So E is for everyone. E10 is for everyone 10 and older. T is for teen, which I don't know. I think that's like 13 or 14. Yeah. M is mature, 17 up. And then there's like adults only, which I think barely ever happens anymore. I don't think
0: any. I don't think a game. I don't think any game's been AO since, like, Manhunt in, like, 2005. Yeah, it's not even really a thing. Yeah, it's kind of like,
1: you know, rated X movies. Yeah, no, literally, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you could say M is kind of rated R. Yeah. uh, T is PG-13. Some of the reasons that Firewatch is rated M, uh, the reasons they give are suggestive themes, nudity, drug and alcohol reference, and strong language. So a couple of these things are very rare, um, nudity in particular. I think it's like a drawing of the main character that yeah. his wife does is like a joke. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think you have to see it. I think you might have to like choose specific things or maybe you do. Maybe you do. It's there for literally like two seconds. Yeah. And it's also like a, a pencil sketch or er, Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that thing definitely, that definitely stood out to me. I was like, huh, is that really in the game? And it's like, oh, I, I guess. Technically it is. <laughs> you don't really see any other people. No. <laughs> yeah, you barely see any people at all. Yeah. It's all from the first person point of view. Yeah. Uh, but something that I, I did want to touch on was that it does say strong language. Yeah. Um, you know, Henry and Delilah, they're both adults. They're both at sort of difficult times in their life, and they're both a little bit lonely. So I think they communicate with each other the way that two people in this situation would it's Mm -hmm. realistic you know they have a couple of potty mouths on them but (laughs) i think that's just what would happen there there are people that are at times bitter and angry and Mm -hmm. and trying to hold on to this little modicum of of a relationship that they have with each other And i think it just it, it comes up as a very realistic sort of uh way that two people would talk to each other yeah Alright, so now we have visited the wiki, and let's take another trip and look at the critical and audience reception. What did people think of this when it came out? First, we'll talk about the critics. So there were generally positive reviews. Uh, The sort of website company Metacritic, uh, their average review across the multiple platforms the game is on was an 82 out of 100. Game Informer, which is a magazine, gave them a 7.75 out of 10. IGN, which is a fairly well-known sort of entertainment. They focus a lot on video games, but sort of like an entertainment rating company, I guess, sort of news. Yeah. Stuff like that. They gave it a 9.3 out of 10, so quite high. And then Destructoid, which I think is another magazine, gave them an 8 out of 10. Uh, Steven Hansen from Destructoid praised the dialogue system, which is where you can choose what you respond to Delilah with. Uh, He said he also liked the thematic cohesion that revolved around self-imposed isolation, which I think was kind of an interesting thing uh, to talk about. And then another guy, Jeff Cork, who's from Game Informer, is quoted as saying, I was immediately drawn into the game's world, partly because of the power of its simple text intro, and also because of the novelty of taking part in something so mundane. I thought that was really interesting.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that goes a little bit towards what I was thinking about it being a little more analog. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, being analog and, and mundane. Yeah. And, and weirdly, like doing those kind of things in video games is like really novel. Yeah um, and especially with VR mm-hmm. like like being able to like write on the window with a marker and no, Half-life yeah. Alex and stuff yeah, like that, that was really, like, like like being wow. able to do that stuff and like you know it, it a, a lot of it is like oh wow these developers like cared so much mm-hmm. to to like put this little interaction
1: yeah. um uh in this in this game yeah yeah it is very cool i i agree yeah it is interesting to see how how people translate mundane you know, quote, mundane things into real life. And it's like you said, it's sort of very novel, just doing these things in a virtual world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some other thoughts, some people thought the navigation was immersive, but could be a little frustrating. I think that goes back to there being a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, There was a lot of praise for the characters. Uh, One quote says, it is a patient reflective examination of how two people grow to trust and care for each other. Uh, a lot of people said they formed sort of sort of parasocial relationships with the characters, you know, much like you would on a sh- TV show or a movie. You know, when the game ends, you kind of find yourself, like, missing these two characters or wanting more interactions or to learn more about them. Mm. Uh, in terms of awards, the game won Best Indie Game at the 2016 Golden Joystick Awards. It won Best Narrative at the 2017 Game Developers Choice Awards. And it won debut game at the 2017 british academy game awards games games awards uh in terms of audience and popularity this is going to get a little bit more into the numbers uh it sold more than five hundred thousand copies within a month of its release and had over 1 million by the end of its first year as of 2018 which is obviously five years ago, but that was the most recent statistic I could find. Uh is sold over two point five million copies across all platforms. As of right now, the game is available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Microsoft Windows, OS X, Linux, and Nintendo Switch. it's Linux. But- Linux. <laughs> I was reading it like Linus, like <laughs> <and> Charlie <laughs> Brown. <laughs> so obviously 2.5 million is a lot, but in terms of video games, it's not a huge number of units sold. I think it's safe to say. Uh, so we'll take a look at the numbers that Grand Theft Auto V generated, which is like I mean, th- that's a bit of an unfair comparison. <laughs> the <laughs> the, I, the I, biggest I, selling entertainment product <laughs> ever. <versus> this is <laughs> this is more to talk about how much video games can right sell. Right. How, big yeah, how, can how big the be. industry has. Yeah, I should done. have phrased it's that to, more, more than a, a like a. A comparison. So, Grand Theft Auto V was released in 2013. That's insane. I That's remember. Crazy. I remember being in eighth grade math class talking about Grand Theft Auto V, and here today. I remember. I okay. I remember getting the game, yeah. and I.
0: I remember, because because it had two discs. Because it was like an install disc. Is so. Yeah, huge. we we
1: got it for Xbox 360. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: I, I I remember going home after school, and this is when mom worked after school. Mm-hmm. I remember putting the disc in and waiting for it to install and um yeah it would, and like go into the the first like beginning campaign mission yeah. i don't it, in north yankton <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, at the bank.
1: yeah. yeah so the, and this game today still has a super active player base uh it's continually getting updates for its online mode it's insane how popular this game has stayed uh, but when it was released, it earned 800 million dollars in its first day, and it crossed 1 billion dollars after its first three days. Yeah, as Matt suck said, suck an avatar. Yeah, no, literally, it's <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, as Matt said, it's the fastest-selling entertainment product in history, and it has sold over 170 million copies. And they just keep re releasing it for new systems. No, literally. Yeah. It's it's been three generations of consoles. Yeah, it's it's gone to the PS4 and the Xbox One, now it's on PS5 and Xbox Series S. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, you would think it's a game in a series, you would think the next one they wouldn't want to wait too long. But they had to
0: make a Red Dead. They did oh that's true. They did make Red
1: Dead too. That's fair. Um but yeah, just this this I think this kind of shows how popular video games can be today and even, you know, 10 years ago. So, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the ending of Firewatch. So, a big spoiler warning. If you haven't played the game, I really 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 recommend that you do and I think you should go in knowing as little as possible. So, if you have played the game, we're going to talk a little bit about the ending here we're going to put in a timestamp stamp uh for when we stop talking about the ending and tell you what time to skip to I, j- I can't stress enough how much i recommend going into this game blind
0: yeah and it's also it's it's i want to say it's like maybe 30 dollars yeah it's not it, very like, cheap. like you probably get it on sale for 10 or 15 or it's not very expensive sorry. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and and uh i i just finished it yesterday and i think my playtime was like three hours three and a half hours
1: yeah or something it's, it's very, so it's, it's, it's very you short could, you game. could get
0: it done in a couple days or yeah. one day mm-hmm. um yeah and it's really it's it's i i would i would buy it for 60 dollars, and it's worth it's, it's worth every penny
1: yeah it's it's just a really really cool game so if you guys are interested in playing the game and you don't want to hear any spoilers uh skip ahead to the 48 minute and 53 second mark if you Aren't looking to play the game but still want to hear about the ending or don't really care about spoilers, uh, just keep on listening. So, and we're talking about the ending a little bit. Some people, and this was more of a yeah. audience, general masses' opinion, were a little bit underwhelmed by the ending of the game.
0: Yeah, so um, for people who don't care about spoilers or who have played it and are
1: still listening, I just gotta. I, I, I hate. Things spoiled for me. I'm like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, just please play it. <laughs> it's like, so okay. good. Anyways, yeah,
0: sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. So, the mystery is you find out Henry. You find out you and Delilah. Your um, conversations over the walkie-talkie have been intercepted and written down. And there's some like maybe science experiment thing going on. Um, and, and that kind of builds over the course of the, like, second and third acts as, like, a fire is coming in. And, um, mm-hmm. and then at the end, you find out none of it was actually real. It was some, some guy who just lived out in the woods and wanted to kind of scare you off. Mm-hmm. Um, and
1: I think people like if maybe if people wanted it to be this big conspiracy, thing, yeah, that was part of it, I think. Yeah.
0: Um, and and like knowing that and, and playing the game again, it's <clears throat> it's really it's actually kind of funny listening to Henry and Delilah try to rationalize the weird stuff that's happening and then immediately dismiss them. As yeah for for like like um there's some like earth, size seismometer equipment in in like the 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 base or whatever mm-hmm. um and they're like okay maybe they're just like getting soil samples or something no 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 uh, you know what they're probably like tainting the soil or something <laughs> yeah, it's they jump to these it's conclusions. really funny yeah. um and it's it it's kind of sad <laughs> also i think
1: that ties into the like isolation version.
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. cuz you you know you're you're not quite alone but you're completely alone mm-hmm. um like having this this other person that's also in isolation and it, it kind of becomes this weird echo chamber yeah um of and like you know yeah it's um mm-hmm. Yeah, so and anyway, it yeah, and it's not some big government conspiracy, it's not some big science experiment, you know, psychology thing or whatever. Um and and you don't get to see Delilah, which yeah,
1: Henry and Delilah never meet. They never meet.
0: Well, yeah, not in the game. I don't know what happens after he gets on the helicopter. Yeah. I'm just, assuming she stayed in the parking lot and they said would meet, I, I don't yeah, know.
1: Well,
0: um, in the game they never meet. In the game they never meet. No. Um yeah, so you know following traditional story structure um there would be a big government conspiracy to
1: spy on these two random people
0: that Mm -hmm. watch fires in the middle of nowhere
1: and yeah and it would like turn out that the park they're watching is like a secret underground base sure yeah whatever in no yeah yeah um, But it would have felt so out of place it it, it
0: would because the yeah because for this this game it I, I hesitate to say this because it's really it's it's very trite mm-hmm. um but it it's just it is very it's very real yeah. um and it's very honest in its portrayal of these two mm-hmm. two characters who are going through some shit yeah um There's a good and, use of the
1: word trite by the way what was a good use of the word trite? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm trying to. I'm trying to expand my the lexicon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've been watching Countdown. Oh, nice. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just the dumb clips of the oh, so funny. eight or eight out of ten cats do Countdown right over the hell. Oh, it's so anyway, funny. Um, um, what was I saying? Yeah. Um. So. So, having a big old, you know, set. You know, like mm. I don't. I don't know. Spy thriller kind of thing thrown in at the end. Yeah. Uh that, that that's just not. If if you think about it for more than like a minute or something, you'd be like, "Oh wait, that seems like a dumb thing for yeah. to, to happen if that yeah. were to happen."
1: <laughs> and it was kind of like you said, like that whole idea of that is created by henry and delilah it's not really like confirmed yeah. that that's what it is it's just yeah kind of no like it, it's like, it's completely yeah.
0: fabricated by mm-hmm. them and their their assumptions and, and kind of
1: succumbing to cabin fever yes in a way definitely it's like they're like okay oh well, wait this is kind of weird they're like no wait this is super weird there's got to be a big thing they're like oh no wait it definitely is a big yeah. thing so then it's it's like wait what, what? yeah <laughs> just jump yeah. to so yeah. many conclusions right like, uh-huh.
0: yeah um yeah, and and I think uh, so. In in my mind, that this game in in the ending is is about the good and bad of distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first, how uh, this job that Henry takes and um, this big conspiracy that they think they've uncovered is just is is a big distraction from. Henry's real life that he has to go back to um, after seventy-five days out in in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, just go back to his 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 wife with Alzheimer's and her family mm-hmm. who doesn't really like him. Um, yeah, and it's, how it's, it's crap very, a situation yeah. that's got to be. Yeah. And Delilah has to you know go back to, um, you know her her. We don't really learn too much about Delilah, but her.
1: It's, it's you seem like she's escaping something or she's getting yeah. away from something by taking yeah. this job yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah um yeah so th- and and there's a couple layers to this being both an escape for them and this whole game being an escape for you mm-hmm. the player Definitely. um and those kind of parallels of how yeah distractions are great and they can take your mind off things mm-hmm. but there's there's still real life to get back to
1: yeah you know uh, you can remove yourself from something for however long you want or can but that doesn't make that thing go away
0: yeah and i I think delilah says this thing when um at the very end of the game your last conversation with her is um she like there's rescue helicopters that come and and she leaves before you then you have to make this long trek across the whole map um get to her tower and then you put on her headset that she's been talking to you through the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk to her. And she says, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something like... Um, oh, shit, what is it? <laughs> uh, I know, no, I know what you mean. It, it's um, something like, like your past is behind you, but it's still right in front of you. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which, is, which is a really... I think really great way to to kind of I don't know tie up this this uh, one of the many themes of, the, of this game yeah um, which is the the escaping and, and the Definitely. running from you know the Something. bad stuff
1: yeah, it's funny in the very first uh, like few minutes of the game when Delilah first calls your tower, I think she literally asks she's like so what's wrong with you?" Yeah, and he was like, "Excuse me." And said, oh, people only take this job there's something wrong with them. Yeah, and so that, yeah. that definitely goes back to that, and that's definitely a theme that carries over the mm. entire game. Yeah. uh So we already have given a little bit of our thoughts about Firewatch, but now we're gonna get right into that part of the podcast. We're gonna talk about why we love this game and also our thoughts on video games as a whole. So I think it's safe to say, as you can probably tell, we're both huge fans of. Video games. You are capital G gamers. We are. We are big gamers. Um, I would say Matthew. I was gonna call you Matt or Matthew. I just (laughs) decided to do neither. Matthew. (laughs) So Matt is a much bigger gamer than I am. Or I would say he definitely plays a wider variety of games. PC Master Race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm still on the old PS4 and occasionally Skate Two on the Xbox 360. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, I think you just. Yeah, you play a lot of these like really, really cool games. Um, and I I'm, think it was it was definitely you who told me about Firewatch probably before it came out. And then yeah, I think there's was when, some preview yeah. thing on IGN. Yeah. yeah, and then when it both came out, we, we both played it. I yeah. think I played through it about four times because it's not very long. No, yeah.
0: And, yeah. and for the current version that's out, I think there's like a developer commentary, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's really, really cool. I'm in the midst of playing through that now. Mm um and that's really cool you hear from you know Ali moss and jake vanneman yeah from rich summer yeah and
0: and there's there's a lot of cool like behind the scenes stuff like how did like the character models and like mm-hmm. the different
1: trees and the
0: time of day stuff and, yeah
1: very cool it's just it's things that like it's like you don't need to know them to play the game or whatever but it's just it really mm-hmm. gives you an appreciation for what they've done and uh just this cool game that that they've talked about mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the things that, that I know I like about it, and I'm guessing that you like about it, are things that we've already discussed, mm-hmm. like the voice acting, the chemistry, the environment being mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Uh, something that is really cool is that the storyline, you know, it's not, it, it sort of goes between, it is compelling the whole time, it's kind of adventurous, it's thrilling, and there are times when it's almost like scary. I remember one of my friends was telling me when he was playing the game, this is Ben, uh, he was playing it, and when you get to the part where this is spoilers, <laughs> the, you co-
0: see, you see the game. guy after you get out of the cave.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming. I think it was that. And then when you go to the station and find the things written down, Oh yeah. Uh, he said he was playing that at like one in the morning. <laughs> he was like scared to go to sleep. Cause that's super creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, just, it does a lot of things really well. It doesn't, like, try to be, like, this huge adventure and then this, like, straight-up horror movie, but it has little elements of these things, and I think it blends them together really well. Mm-hmm. The writing of the game is also really good. Like, you know, we just touched on how their relationship feels realistic, and these characters feel like real people, which I think is is really, really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to do that. It, it's, like, hard to do that within this short game, mm-hmm. um, but having these... Uh, it it takes place within a summer, um so you've got like seventy or eighty days or whatever yeah um and and having those like they have a couple like couple week time jumps uh sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. um, and you know seeing not seeing every single point in their relationship, but seeing key points and mm-hmm. seeing the growth between those points yep. or kind of like filling it in yourself yeah um, absolutely. Is a, is a really clever way to to help grow that, but also kind of keep things concise. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So right at the start of the game, you kind of learn Henry's backstory. Uh, he has a relationship with his wife and his wife has early onset Alzheimer's. So they face a lot of difficulties in their relationship because of that. And there's these different, it gives you scenarios and then it gives you these different choices you can pick about how like Henry responded to those scenarios in the past. One is like, something not very consequential like what dog you get mm-hmm. you know or like another one is um this is a little more consequential is do you decide to put your wife her name's julia in like a in like a, a facility? yeah or do you try to care for her yeah and yeah. this happens so quickly and you see like however many years of their relationship in a matter of minutes mm-hmm. but the emotions just hit me like a ton of bricks yeah like it's so yeah. heavy yeah but it's done really really well yeah um, and I think have allowing yourself to get swept up in these characters and in the game um, is something you kind of have to do, not just for Firewatch, I think for a lot of games. You have to sort of allow yourself to be into it and like see yourself maybe as the characters. Not exactly, but I think just allowing yourself to be a part of the world it can be kind of hard to do if you're not used to it just because you can see video games is not super serious it's like oh it's just fun you know
0: yeah i can definitely understand that and and like <laughs> being especially being first person and like mm-hmm. it kind of you know being like uh blurring between like you are the character and like or you're playing yeah. a character mm-hmm. and stuff and like projecting their feelings onto you kind of it's 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 a very different way of interacting with characters than like reading a book or watching a movie or something 100%, like that. Yeah. and that that
1: that's a yeah that's a, a, a i don't know that's that's a weird thing to experience i'm sure yeah definitely i mean it's it's also it's worth noting we've been we've been gamers for most of our lives i will mm-hmm. say so it's something we're very you know accustomed to but if it's something you're wanting to get into, I definitely recommend uh, just doing it, just trying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, So when the game does end, and it's pretty short, I really, I found myself, you know, missing their interactions a lot. And I was just kind of like, I like, I think it ends in a good place, but I still was like, man, it's just, it's fun. Just like talking and, and seeing what they talk about and their responses. It's just really fun. Mm-hmm. So part of that, I was kind of like, ah, I wish there was more, but I'm also glad that it didn't play itself out too long. Yeah. I think... So we both replayed the game many times, and I think it's very familiar, um, just the conversations and the scenes and all these things. It's very familiar, and it's it's very comforting, I guess. This goes... You know, this can be even like watching shows or re-watching movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even it maybe is even more so with video games because you're like consciously making these choices.
0: Yeah. It's not so much a turn your brain off thing. Yeah. Cause you still have to be engaged on a certain level mm-hmm. to uh, like interact with the thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's just cool going back to this experience that you've done before and, you know, kind of knowing what's coming, but also, Letting yourself get lost in uh, what happens. Mm-hmm. So, did you want to talk about some of like just the smaller details? Yeah.
0: So, I, I think um, I think I might have touched on this a little bit, but the the little details um, and and seeing seeing a lot of things that the developers took care to include um, are are kind of what put a what puts a lot of games. Um, sort of over over the, the edge from like good to great yeah um so in in this game for instance like you can you, you know you're climbing over some rocks and stuff mm-hmm. and there are different animations for mantling depending on whether you're you walk into the mantle or whether you run into the mantle mm-hmm. um i don't know i think it's the same with both mantling up and down there are yeah. different animations for that. Mm-hmm. Um, how the time of day progresses—it's—it's it's not like a dynamic time of day like a like a GTA or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at specific points where I don't know—it's like there's a storm coming. You like go into a cave. And, and the sky is one way and then you like spend a minute in the cave and then you go out the cave, it's a little bit darker, there are clouds on the horizon, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um something that it, it's not unique to this game. Yeah. It's it's a thing that happens in a bunch of bunch of games. Um but I think just the focus on the environment and nature and outside and yeah. stuff um, kinda elevates elevates that aspect for me
1: yeah it's a lot of details that are like you know the fact that they're there it just makes it like that much cooler and a little bit better um i think there's another this is from a different game uh but something that's kind of similar in spider-man ps4 you'll get like phone calls from other people Mm -hmm. and depending on whether you're standing or whether you're swinging uh the like spider-man's voice will be different like if he's swinging it'll be like it's like he's exerting energy and he's like out of breath and if you're just walking it's just yeah. like he's sitting there yeah you know it's a tiny thing um but it's really cool that it's there and i think it would be a little weird if he was swinging and he just sounded like a normal guy Yeah. you know yeah yeah but that that's just another example of these these kind of uh little things so video games are i don't know if i quite want to call them a divisive topic anymore because they are incredibly popular mm-hmm. uh, but there's kind of such a large variety of games out there that it's really easy to miss out on these really really good games mm-hmm. you know everyone has heard of call of duty or fortnite or nba 2k or smash bros and those are all really really fun but i don't think you should limit yourself to uh that being your perception of what video games are i think they can be really great ways to tell stories they can be really great ways to experience characters journeys you know rather than just watching it in the show you can sort of put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and. Uh, kind of sit in the driver's seat and see what they're experiencing i think firewatch is a great way we said i think i said this earlier but it's a really great way to get someone who is not into gaming uh sort of into gaming i think that would be uh this would be a good starter and there's there's a number of games out there that are similar to firewatch and that they tell really good stories
0: yeah i think we listed a couple of them above uh -hmm. like journey yeah for sure that's one of the one of the best games um what remains of edith finch Mm -hmm. maybe not the stanley parable because it's a little too in jokey
1: yeah Um, a little bit um yeah yeah there's just there's just so many games out there um I think, unfortunately, there is definitely an obstacle for getting into video games, you know, video game consoles, or if you want to build your own PC or buy a pre-built PC, they can be pretty expensive. Um, you know, it's it's at least a couple hundred dollars for mm-hmm. most of them. All,
0: although, there has been sort of a recent, well, Stadia just kind of died.
1: Oh, <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah,
0: But there's been a sort of recent um, foray of the games industry into games game streaming um which yes. uh is you know is nice in concept but it it there's a lot of factors that could like internet and like the the like the free ones or something are like pretty limited and in yeah. like time constraints and stuff like that mm. um but, yeah, but i nice. i think the barrier for entry is definitely
1: definitely getting lower yes um Absolutely. And then, you know, even if that is too high, I this isn't quite the same, but there are playthroughs of games on YouTube. There's so many different gaming channels. Uh, you know, there's channels that people will play through video games and you might watch it for the personalities of those YouTubers. And there's other people that probably, you know, don't even talk at all or, you know, hardly even talk. And, mm-hmm. and you would watch those just to experience the gameplay. Uh, these two really huge youtubers named markiplier and jacksepticeye they both have playthroughs of firewatch uh they do commentate on the game a little bit but they're not like constantly cracking jokes and putting these like super big sound effects it can kind of give you a good idea of what the game is like if you are curious um but it also comes back to there's there's really no better way to experience it than just playing it yourself Mm -hmm. um Yeah, I I just video games are really fun. I don't think they get as bad or as negative a rap as they have. It's not seen as this like nerdy thing anymore. Yeah, we're not
0: in the Mortal Kombat um what's that senator's name? It's not Jesse James or it might be stupid idiot. (laughs) think he's dead thank god <laughs> 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 uh but all the, the video game violence and like,
1: yeah stuff around really. columbine and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, yeah i think that also comes back to like video games are not just who can kill the <laughs> most people and who can be the most violent you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. it's there's pretty literally an endless amount of things uh i don't think pretty literally is good grammar there's an endless amount of things
0: you can there's do. There's this video one games. video game called Donut County where you put stuff in a hole in the ground and the hole gets bigger. Yeah. It's like snake IO yes. or hole IO. Yes. And it's
1: awesome. It's really fun. There's uh <laughs> It's really good. <laughs> there's you know their goat simulator. Goat simulator. Where you're just a goat. Yeah kind of it there's the uh, unravel or unravel 2. Yeah, Those games are awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where you plays two characters who are connected by a piece of string the mm-hmm. characters is made out of string yeah so you use this mechanic to navigate um, you know these different levels it's really really fun uh, I think video games are a great way to bond with people you know obviously you can play online you can play with people across the country or across the world uh, or you can do you know in-person couch multiplayer as you talked about you know there's such a wide variety of games out there chances are there's something for you mm-hmm. i mean you yeah. just maybe have to look a little bit harder but i'm sure there's there's something for everybody out there something to note is that there are this is not really about video games as a whole there are plans for a firewatch movie that's been in development for the last like six years so it's Probably that's, not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. But it's fun. It has an IMDb page, so I'm like, so I don't know. Video game movies are are a conversation for another time. Oh, we'll right. see. The last of a series coming that's out in uh, six days. Yeah. God, I'm so excited. I know that one's really cool. So Matt, before we conclude, do you have any anything you'd like to let people know about video games? Any final thoughts about video games or about Firewatch?
0: Um. Firewatch is really good I don't know <laughs> yeah I, I think that's kind of the thing of it's I, I don't know if that's the thing that you said in the first episode that you I don't want to just keep saying this is really good yeah you should play it or you should read it or you should watch it no. but like um, it really is and you really should yeah um, and uh, I don't know if if you know if you're a if you're a if you're already a gamer that you're a you know a cod annual annual gamer Mm -hmm. uh maybe give something like this a try Uh, if you're on pc check out game pass they got a lot of good stuff this feels like an ad or something (laughs) but they they're a lot of really good uh like good uh good indie stuff Mm -hmm. and and indies have become a lot more popular especially with like publishers like devolver digital yeah.
1: Digital is probably the best it's you not know, so indie much. publisher out yeah. there. It's not so much being just like four guys in a house in Oregon making a game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like these are legitimate properties. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. I agree with everything Matt said and just, yeah, Firewatch is really good. Something we both really love. Uh, you know, as always with, uh, with all these episodes, these are this is just our opinion. You know, we're not saying... Everyone who doesn't like this game is stupid.
0: That's not what you're saying? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be as (laughs) objective as possible. No, what we do here is objective game reviews. The thing that is 100% possible (laughs) is be objective about art.
1: Yeah, Oh, of course, yeah. That's what everyone loves to do. No, but you know, whatever we like, whatever you like, they're probably different things, but they probably meet somewhere in the middle. And I hope with Firewatch it falls in the middle of that virtual Venn diagram. Uh so yeah, thank you so, so, so much. If you made it this far, I know this was a much longer episode. I think Ooh. Was three times as long as the first one. Yeah. Uh, But I think the guest episodes are going to be like that because, you know, it's more discussion and and it's just, you know, we're just talking. So if you have made it this far, thank you so much. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed. Um, If you haven't listened to the first episode, I I would definitely recommend checking that out. It's only about 22 minutes Mm -hmm. and I talk about Calvin and Hobbes, which is just a fantastic uh, newspaper cartoon from the 80s and 90s. Um, So, yeah, with, with that... You know, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much again, and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.